0: Welcome to the Dog Zone Nine Thousand, the official podcast of One Nine Hundred Hot Dog, America's final comedy website. I'm Ruffbert Barkway. Oh, And with me is my partner in whimsy, Sean Bitey from the Inter Say hi, Sean. It's that's the best intro I've
1: ever gotten. I, Thank I you, you very you. much. I told you I don't you have to be speechless. I don't have any dog puns ready, and I know
0: that's really rough for you to hear. joining us today is the wonderful and talented frida wolf who was kind enough to provide her own dog pun name already just like by default amazing
2: i was gonna say i feel deflated because there's there's no joke my name is a joke i'm the joke
0: you're the joke (laughs) welcome to the dog zone (laughs) We, we didn't have to change that one either we are also the joke uh okay before we get into it uh do you have anything you'd like to plug today
2: me! Um, yeah, you, in general. If you don't know who I am, my name is Frida Wolf. That's my real name. My first day on the job...
0: And it um,
2: kicks ass. I be, I, my first day on the job when I was a game developer, uh, Josh Sawyer, who's um, a game director. He's done Fallout New Vegas and various other things. Um, he's a really good, intimate friend of mine, but the first day on the job, instead of saying hello and introducing himself like a normal person, he comes into my office and says, first thing, so is Frida Wolf your real name or is it like your LARP name?
0: <laughs> I got exactly. my LARP name in the office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put I'm my first name on the
1: application you. and it just stuck.
2: Yeah. It's I'm not nuzzles. my LARP name. It's my real name. And it's weirdly appropriate for this K Nine fun podcast. Um, but anyway, if you don't know who I am, I'm a voice actor. I'm really annoying on Twitter. Um, who cares what I've done? You can see it on IMDb, but if you ever have any questions <laughs> or want to talk a chop about VO or, you know, see me make dumb jokes, I'm, I'm on Twitter because what else is there to do? You know, I was uh, going to
1: get, you were in a zombie game, right? On the on the VR headset.
2: Uh, uh, after the fall?
1: After the fall. I was trying to get that on my headset just the other day so I could talk to you about it because <laughs> uh, I knew your voice and uh, I spent probably four hours one night and I could not get the what are you, the MetaQuest, I just couldn't get it to work. Like it had done some updates since the last time I touched it. And I was like, this thing is so broken. I can't, I just can't get the game that my friend's in to talk to her and tell her I got the game. So anyway, I tried, I promise you I tried uh, to buy the game. I'm sure you're great in it.
2: Thanks, I'm a playable. <laughs> if you ever get it working, oh, you're you can playable. play as me.
1: So your voice will be like coming out of my head
2: yeah. Yes. Out of your huh. out of your virtual face.
0: Ah, that's the dream. And that takes friendship to a weird new place. <laughs> a place I think we've always wanted to go.
2: My husband's played as characters as he's played as my characters while romancing other characters. And people okay. I think other oh, people shit. get more weird and squeamish about it in meta, and they're like, Is that weird? Are you perturbed? And his he always says, Well, but that's not that's not her, that's not Frida. Like he's like, It doesn't sound like you, it's not acting like you. I, I definitely even when I'm doing a voice that's like my natural voice, it's it's there are very few characters out there that are just like me and my fat pants, you know, <laughs> not a lot of them.
1: That's how good you are. Your own husband can't recognize you when you're in character.
2: He never gets tired when it's so no, you yeah, no. Yeah, he's into it. <laughs> I so, think that's yeah, where has, like
0: that's where eroticism is going in the future is is this kind of meta playing as your wife playing as somebody else seducing somebody else like that's the next mm-hmm. that's the next nine and a half weeks that's that's yeah. that's the metaverse nine and a half weeks I need that many layers of abstraction
1: that's just yeah the depth I've, at which I get horny I need like four people living inside my brain
0: that's the depth to one which of them has to be my wife
1: myself pretending to be someone else <laughs> <laughs> so Sean anything you want to plug oh no, that that idea I just had uh That's a a new movie starring Leo DiCaprio. Uh,
0: (laughs) Perfect casting.
1: (laughs) uh, He plays my wife
0: pretending to be Leo DiCaprio. Uh, It's like a triple inception. It's like, man, what was that that movie just recently with Matthew McConaughey? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where? (laughs) Where, where, uh, God, I'm going to spoil it just by talking about it. Weird, Where it turns but... out to be a video game the whole time. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, t- I know you're.
1: Uh, I know. Blanking on the title. Yeah, everyone was complaining about that, like the second it came out. I think it got spoiled. It for
0: was me. fantastic. It was the dumbest twist, and you see it coming so far in advance, but you're like, "No, nah, I can't be that dumb." And then <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, sincerely." Anyway, in that one, he plays a. It's he plays a video game character being played by his own son who misses his dad or something. It's just. <laughs> That level of ab- level of abstraction. Again, we're uh, we're getting. If there. someone brought me
1: that script, I would like I would just give them a hug, and say I'm <laughs> sorry your father did whatever he did to you. But but yeah, we're not making this. We're not making like, this film. You brought me.
0: Like sorry. maybe disappeared or or like vanished mysteriously. I'm not sure what happened to you from this, but it was something. And I would like to plug our store while we remember it. In the three week period that we remember it, we have new designs up there, including a mascot. Uh, which I didn't know we had. Sean, did you know we had a mascot? I we have a mascot? Yeah, Shit. you just dis- you designed him. I, uh, Do you know anything
1: about him? I know his name is uh, Frida Wolf, and he's
2: uh, <laughs> my other job. he's
1: voiced by Frieda Wolf. And Brian Cox. He has he, he transforms
0: between Frieda Wolf and Brian Cox. <laughs> that that callback was not in the podcast. That is not that <laughs> is impossible to get already. <laughs> Anyway, we have a store where there's a mascot design. Uh, You can make up something about it because we don't know. We don't know why we do these things. It is compulsive. Much like it was compulsive to cover the song Dog Police. There we go. What a great segue. Excellent. Uh, Oh, wow. Did you tell, did you invite Frida to do Dog Police because of the name? Is that like a level I did not get?
1: No, I just thought she would hate it. And uh, (laughs) that would be fun. Was he correct, Frida?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: I mean, <laughs> really? I, I got uh, kind
2: of obsessed. I mean, ask Brock. So Brock, Brock DM'd me and he's like, here's this. I don't think you even said we were thinking of you for a podcast. You just sent it to me. And immediately I said, like, what is this? What is this? I'm looking at <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah, you were all in. I'm like, why? What's going on? And you said, you know, we were thinking of, of you for a podcast, but you said the first thing Sean said is Frida would love this so
1: <laughs> yeah i meant ironically i meant you would uh, love to hate it but i'm glad that uh that you had fun with it, it there is that a was immediately latched,
0: like like you were born to do what you what is this what this has fixed something in me and i need to know why
2: i was mostly annoyed that i'd never heard of it or seen it before because yeah, I'm, I'm not letting
0: you down well mm-hmm. i'm not
2: like the hardest hardcore deep dive nerd but you know i like to think i know i know some stuff and i and I was born in 82, and I grew up with cable. So I, I'm always forever catching up with, with like, Gen X culture and things people grew up with, like MTV and Basement Tapes, which I had never heard of before Dog Police, which I, w- <laughs> I will say. So let's just get into it. So Dog Police came up through Basement Tapes, which was an MTV program where it was a call-in show and you could vote for your favorite Um, video, I believe, per week, correct me if I'm wrong, and then the winner or per month or something like that, and the winner would get an EMI record contract. And Dog Police made it to number two and then got (laughs) voted
0: out. Number three? Tied for number three. I say we we are operating first on the assumption that anybody knows what we're talking about when we talk about Dog Police. So Dog Police is a song, first of all. (laughs) Dog Police is a song from the album Dog Police, by the band dog police <laughs> they really liked this premise <laughs> it's and, perfect and what branding, a premise though. it is
2: it's perfect branding
0: <laughs> it is and they went they went deep in on it and just swung for the goddamn fences and I think with this premise they connected about as hard as one could like this went way farther and so uh, I, I would like to discuss this. In waves uh, to manage the depth of dog police, of which there is a lot. So let's talk about the song first. The song Perfect. dog police. Uh, Sean, give us a little dog police.
1: Uh, oh yeah, sure, sure. I me, uploaded uh, play the song. The
0: chorus here. Dog police. Where are you coming from? Dog police. Just a magical <laughs> A direct <laughs> assault. <laughs> on everything you hold dear right out of the gate,
1: uh, yeah. uh, if you' are of the Electric Company, Spider-Man's theme song said that too. Like
0: yes. Be- so everybody's wondering why the hook was so good from this band out of nowhere. It's because they took it directly from the theme song for the Spider-Man Bit and the Electric Company, which, uh, which was just the exact same thing except for Spider-Man instead of Dog Police. And it, it was much funkier, the Electric Company version. It was mm-hmm. it was Spider-Man, you know, where are you coming from? It was, but it was the same cadence, same, same song, same everything. And they just took it and used it wholeheartedly. And, uh, and so the song is very just of that era when everybody wanted to be Devo, but nobody really understood why. Like, why do I want to be Devo? What is good about this? Uh, what should we do here? And uh, we yeah, had... it sort of feels like
1: that um, like late 2000s where everything on the internet was trying to be viral and no one quite understood what that meant. And they had this new thing, MTV, and the things that were successful seemed to be just like uh, aggressively weird. And obviously the, for every, you know, dog police that we've heard of, uh, there's there has to be 5,000 that we didn't. And... And so I, I don't know what
0: what determines
1: that, and I don't think they did
0: either. But uh,
1: this it seems like very intentionally a,
0: weird, like the weird science era where you had your song had a had a story and it was about something crazy, yes. and you did a low budget crazy video, and that's that's how I guess you made it back in the day. My uh, first the, reaction or made a fool of yourself.
2: This sound like the first thing I said. I think I I sent this to Brock like. Immediately, thirty seconds in, I'm like, "This feels like Oingo Boingo and Weird Al had a baby." Yeah. Yeah. Because Very much. there's there's such a strong narrative musically. It's extremely Oingo Boingo, where like you can tell these are real musicians. They're not yes. messing around. Like and and they're the three of them originally, I believe, is it the Tony Thomas Trio.
0: Yeah, which we'll, a really we'll get into their whole origin story.
2: Right. So so they're so they're tight, experienced jazz musicians who did this as a one off. So like. The music is really good. The bass lick is excellent. There's nothing, like, I don't know where you can find fault with it just because on the artistry on its face was, like, really high bar.
0: There's plenty of fault to find with it, but not necessarily (laughs) musically. I agree. No, I agree. It's a well-constructed song for what it is, and that, that hook just stays with you. They didn't write it but uh, they did a good version of it. And I would argue those are structural barks. Those are load bearing (laughs) barks that are
2: load bearing barks. Yeah.
0: That really hold up that song. Uh, It is (laughs) lyrically. It's not much. It's, it's about, it's back in that era where everything had to be a story. And so it's a story about a guy that gets ready for his blind date and he goes to meet her and it turns out she's a real dog. And then the dog police come to save him from this woman. And then that's, that's the, yeah, that's but, the song. But okay. When it opens up, we don't see her
1: face and the song's called dog. Now, this place, is so the like, video. Okay. We're just doing the song, Right.
0: Yeah. So, so just so through the song.
1: So we are like, Oh, she must be very ugly, but then they show her and it's not like she's unattractive. She's like a Dr. Moreau monster. She's just, she has an actual dog face.
0: And yes. uh, I think the lyrics say her hair was blue and her teeth are green. Well, that's the thing. See the song, we can move on from the song. The song is very much about, like, this is a dog. Like, you you are very, you wouldn't think that he's talking about an actual dog from, like, the first verse. He says, she's really ugly, or her hair is blue, or teeth are green. You're like, okay, I get it. This is a joke song about an ugly woman. But in the video, they double, triple down, and they make her out to be an actual, like, like you said, Dr. Moreau beast that's, you know, only, only 10% dog and i would argue they strongly sexualize the dog part yeah she's
1: i I don't know if bangable's the right word but like i mean in our modern day they do a
2: top to bottom on her she's wearing a red slinky dress there's not much left to the imagination
1: yeah Yeah, like you get get the idea she could a human in her could breed to create like a, a three quarters human one quarter dog creature
0: like you get the idea that an entire culture would rise out of this kind of depiction and come to take over the internet. <laughs> yeah, this
1: awakened something in in some people. Definitely. This is one of
0: many things. Yes. And what I love about this is that okay, this is uh, we're doing the video. So the video opens with this guy driving to his date and he gets out and this whole song, the whole premise is about how this is just an an unfuckably ugly woman. How dare she be that? And the guy is the, the lead singer. And I, I hate to talk smack about a nerd, but, but he's a huge fucking dork. And he, he looks like, he looks like a, like a child molester from an eighties action movie. Like, like that bit part where like Arnold would be walking through a police station or something. And he's just like a real fucking scuzzball and Arnold like kills him for a laugh or something. And then you never see him again.
2: Weird Science was a really good ref because it is that like mid to late 80s era where, I mean, and obviously beyond where, not just women were trophies, but they had to be like, what's her name? Rachel Rod Stewart's ex? Uh. Rachel Hunt, what's her name? But you know what I'm talking about. You basically had to be a woman from the music video. Like you had to be, and and then they would put you opposite whatever dweeb, whatever nerd, and the yeah. nerd would win and get to bang the hot model just to give them something to live for. You know? Like,
0: yeah, like she's okay, I get it that she's part dog, but again, she's like 10% dog and you're like 80% Cockney gutter snipe. I don't know what that look is you're going for, <laughs> but it's very
1: it's very yeah, he just... Looks, he looks like a hardcore nerd, but there's a line in the song where he talks about uh, going to the bathroom to wipe his nose, which felt sure. like like the nerdiest like cocaine wink like hey hey fellow side i know what cocaine is like just
0: come on buddy like what are you what are you doing here you nerd <laughs> yeah he's he's got the don don johnson like white blazer kind of look like he's he's the kind of nerd that saw miami vice and is like i could pull that off yeah. no no you can't you no. absolutely can't so anyway the dog woman might be too good for you at this point. So it was a mistake to do the video. And this is from God. Again, this era was just so great because they, they had all of these story songs and then they, they just make the video telling the story with the song so that everybody, (laughs) everybody had to be like an expert mime in every music video. Mm -hmm. So it's all just mimes. And he's just, he's really good at miming. I mean, you, he's playing up the reactions to the maximum. But like, if you needed another reason to beat him up, his general behavior in the video will get you there too.
2: Do you think the uh, storytelling was trying to mimic or sort of like, um, reinterpret what Bohemian Rhapsody did? Cause that's a story. It's a whole story. And I watched dog police again, obviously prior to, to just recording this and I was sort of watching it, and I'm like, I'm getting Bohemian Rhapsody vibes just because, not just because of the storytelling, but it is because of the musicianship. Again, it's almost operatic. You could take, you could extrapolate is. that song and stretch it out into a whole contemporary opera or musical theater. They're good. Look, they're good load-bearing bones. Okay. It's just there. It's so yeah. there.
0: It's a very, right. it's, but I it's wonder, a very I wasn't grand alive song, that time. a Weirdly grand song.
2: And 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 Bohemian Rhapsody is not the first, you know, longer rock song to tell a story, but certainly one of the bigger ones, even prior to Wayne's World.
0: Yeah, but they used to be the territory of, like, the cool. They used to be, like, like meatloaf and stuff like telling, you know, a 20-minute long story about banging some chick. And then I think the nerds finally caught on to them in the 80s, and that's where storytelling went. And then it's, you know, she blinded me with science and shit.
2: Yeah, right. does that, is Mr. that Roboto. like... Doesn't the inter- like Weird Al and Oingo Boingo kinda came up around the same time and that sort of gave the nerds anthems and 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 you know maybe the Giants as well. And Much then it just gave us all anthems. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Uh, I, it's this, hard to know who to blame for this
0: but someone needs to pay <laughs> Yes, we, we're going to find them by the end of this I prom, that's my <laughs> and promise them
2: accountable.
0: much like I have hunted the murderer through the Megan Wants a Murderer podcast uh, we will find who's responsible <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there we'll, we're going to put the hot dog nights theme at the start of this and this—this will frame this as a mystery
2: well you know who we need to call the dog police
0: <laughs> so yeah, here's- you, mentioned,
1: I wa- you mentioned the frantic mime energy and that reminded me that this video has a little person that runs up to the dog woman like the second she gets to the nightclub and just crams like an entire night of sexual harassment into two seconds. He's just like exiting and entering with like new objects to give to her to like confess his love to this woman, this dog woman who just, he, I don't know, it's very weird to me.
0: Again, like they layer it with jokes that I don't know they got or thought out because the the reaction as they come in is that everybody is staring in utter disgust at this creature who should not be with this dog faced woman. Yeah. But like even the blind date is like, oh, well, I'll go through with the date. But, you know, I'm not all about this. But the little person loves it. And so like, what yeah. are you what is that joke? Tell me what the punchline is to that joke. <laughs> Yeah, I, I it made me a little uncomfortable. I, didn't I don't know what want to say. Trying to say I don't know it. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't I want to it interpret just... it, but
1: I I don't think that little guy was coming out uh, good in it.
0: Right. There uh, was like you just had a comedic shorthand back then where you're like, I need something funny to happen here while I go to the bathroom. Let's have what if he a little wasn't person. Very
1: tall. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> Put the, that in. That Put is that gold. in. And. <laughs> maybe also, uh,
0: that guy next to him
1: so the, the dog police uh, the maitre d. I think calls the dog police is like oh there's an ugly lady in the bar get over here and so then they show up and then it's re- then of course it's revealed that these are dog police and this is what they do They y-
0: and the dogs the dog police are dogs as well so we're right. already muddying the premise with like race traitors Hunting down their own kind, <laughs> they're like dog quizlings. <laughs> yes, they're dog, <laughs> t- t- fucking. There's like dog quizlings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's such a it's such a downer, but th- there is like a very obvious race metaphor where, like, the yeah. dog is the dog woman is othered, the little person is othered, the little person mm-hmm. is fetishizing the dog woman, so they're othered and fetish together, and then the cops come. Nobody likes the cops and the cops are, are also dogs, which is weird. I
1: don't and, and know. Also, they're also celebrities. Like all the paparazzi seems to be like, Hey, the dog police is here.
2: Everybody and knows who they a, are.
1: Yeah. Well, except nobody knows who they are. According to the song.
0: Yes. The but, lyrics say, what's dog police? Where are you I coming just, from? Dog police. Nobody knows who you are, but you're, you're also taking like this famous. woman away. And it's a
1: celebration. We're like, yay. They got the ugly lady. They're putting her in jail. And, uh, there's this weird moment where the little person's watching them take her away and they just zoom in on him and like really like spend some time with his sadness. Like this is a video where nothing stays on the screen for more than half a second. And the editor just feasts on this little guy's fucking despair. And I thought that was a deliberate artistic choice. Like the, I, I don't know again, who who knows what any of this means, but it, it seems like someone who hated that little guy took over making this video
0: for a good 40% of it. All right. So we've already established that they can't go through 10 seconds of video without muddying the premise for whatever, whatever they can shove in there. So the dog police are also dogs. They're also terrifying. Like they, the choreography is even kind of scary in that they, they march with little tiny fast steps and then they kind of play it in fast motion. So that it looks like they're floating at you from the void. And they've got these, (laughs) these huge monstrous dog masks with huge like bags under their eyes and I guess the raincoats are supposed to suggest that they're detectives, but they're kind of like I it must be the film quality because they look soiled like for perverts. It's yeah, they're perfect <laughs> trench coats for sure. These are yeah, these are flashing dogs coming for you. And so what I love about the song and the video is that we already have the premise, right? And the premise is that it's, it's a very bad premise that you it's about your bros stopping you from dating dogs. You know, you need some friends to be your dog police, right, bro? And then everybody laughs. And there's... <sighs> to be fair,
1: the ugly deserve it. I mean, let's just, for the record...
0: <laughs> there's, there's like a turn in the song where that's the first, like, first chorus. And then the last half of the song, I'll, I'll just read the lyrics... I guess I should have noticed that box of filled bones. She sniffed the cups in my stereophones. She barked so much she was on fire. She went outside and whizzed on my tire. Right. Having those puppies was a little insane, but boy, she loved that gravy train. So we have (laughs) taken a turn in the song from her being. Yeah, we're fucking in the weeds. Yeah. So we established they can't hold on to a premise for 10 seconds, but their song halfway through completely lost the line that this is, you know, metaphorical dog police. And now right. he's talking about fucking an actual dog woman for the yeah. last half of this song. It's
1: a fucking dog minotaur, dog centaur. We don't know how the creature works, but uh, he is fucking it. They're having children together, and it's doing dog stuff. But while he's saying that, like the other guys in the band are like, "What?" So that's like, my like...
0: favorite part.
1: <laughs> so, in the fiction of this universe, these guys are like that's very unusual. Like they're they're like. This is news to me that dog people exist, much less that you're breeding with them. And that Right, like, like
0: the angle shifts in like... Performing the, a song with you about it. So the song has those two dimensions of like, this is about my bros stopping me from, from banging ugly chicks. And then, wait a minute, this is about me having sex with actual canines. And then there's a third level in the video where they cut to the rest of the band playing and they're looking at him like, this is taking a weird turn. What <laughs> is he talking about? And it's just... I love that implication so much because it means that he he like tricked them into being in a band thinking they were going to talk about like just, you know, banging chicks and stuff. And it was actually about banging dogs. And they just found out when they got on stage to do this. song. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, wait a minute, are we a dog fucking band? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's no, so much. I, was thinking, like, yeah, I don't it know. Came
2: out, this was way ahead of its time because Bojack Horseman made all of that seem so normal. You can get away with so much in animation, and it, it's because of the lack of makeup and just sort of the normalcy of the world. And Bojack Horseman, mm-hmm. prior to watching the show, I was like, eh, I don't know about these anthropomorphs. But immediately, I mean, at least for me, I was, I was in it and into it, and then none of it bothered me.
0: You know, right. But they actually put the part it made sense. where it bothers them in the video. <laughs> like they stopped right. and showed yes. them all being like, no, this is not okay in the video, which is you could have gotten away with this being like a weird song, but it's fine in the universe of the dog police that you have established. But then you called yourself out on it, and it made it all so much stranger. (laughs) And I just, I've loved it.
1: I love it. If I'm giving them credit for this uh, being clear artistic communication, I think what they're trying to say is that all of it's taking place in the lead singer's imagination, and he's like just losing his mind at a bar mitzvah or something. And so they, (laughs) they're like a band, just they're in a we're gonna sing about something else, and just suddenly this guy's like, also, I, I have sex with dogs, and we have children together. We're very happy. But she does dog stuff like she pees on tires and she keeps bones in the glove compartment.
0: And now you have to do we decide if we have to stick with this knowing we're the dog fucking band or start a new band. I mean, it's rough. <sighs> okay. So on the energy ba- this
2: music video brings good Lord. Uh, yeah.
0: We're not even to the full dad energy yet. So the band Dog Police was actually the Tony Thomas trio. As Frida mentioned, they were from Memphis and they were very respectable. Good, actually straight up good jazz musicians. I listened to some of their stuff. Uh, they played with a lot of really high profile people in and around their space. And what they did to like just fuck around in between you know shows is they would start like little mini projects that were not designed to record or go anywhere. They're just playing in their practice space. And this was like, let's be a new wave band. And so they made a new wave song and it was, it was dog Place. And they were playing around, screwing around in their recording studio, which was next to an actual studio. And it woke up the sound engineer there who actually did the back to the future moment and was like, I got to call somebody about this. (laughs) And ran to the phone and called the owners of the recording studio. And they rushed down there because I guess that happened. Oh my (laughs) God. And they, what they heard, which again was, dog police they loved it so much they offered to record the next album the entire album free of whatever they wanted to do as long as it was this so they, so the band was like alright fuck if it's free and they made dog police the album and like, so you're you saying
1: just for like 8 grand worth of studio time you can turn any band into dog
0: police into dog fuckers on the record yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh they originally wanted to be called plastic pants but then they knew they were onto gold with this dog police thing so they named themselves the song and the album dog police <laughs> quick note they're big country they're, they did like to prove that they were thinking strategy they did put another dog based song on this as though like if we need a follow-up on this album like most of it's just wild all over the place new wave wackiness but there is Doggy Fashion is the other like dog based song. So they had a follow up of like, if everybody loves this dog thing, we need to have a strategy to deal with our ma- monstrous success. And that was that was Doggy Fashion. Doggy Fashion. So uh planned out strategized. How is uh, how did that song do? Doggy Fashion. Uh, you won't believe this. It did not do very well. Oh, but
1: they did. They release it
0: as a single. Uh no, they released a song called One Eight Hundred, and that's actually on the board. If you want to play oh, a little bit of that, let me hit that button.
1: Oof.
0: <laughs> it's always I mean just an insult.
2: Sincerely, with the right writer, there's like a whole <laughs> Rocky Horror in there. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, no, what I, I saying, know. Like, like one artist can't do everything. Like there are some incredible visual artists who because they're not good storytellers, they're concept artists kind of mm. because they're not they're not like they're not thinking about the why is this, what is this person doing, what's their background like there are or same thing with like actors. If you're not thinking about what the character is, like why is the character here, who are they talking to, what do they want? Your performance is flat. These guys were so close of greatness. And I'm being completely unironic because the musicianship <laughs> is there. But I'm just like desperate to go back in time, you know, and like hook them up with like, you know, Rogers needs his Hammerstein or whatever. Like you need sure. you need your partner to bring the libretto to life and make it make sense or whatever. So like they were halfway Frida, have there. You,
1: um, have you seen The Last Dragon? No. It's, uh, uh, sorry, it's... have you seen Barry Gordy's The Last have you Dragon? You've seen Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. No. It's about... Uh, uh, it's like a Kung Fu uh, urban movie with like uh, Motown hip hop of the uh, eighties with like elder barge. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect movie, but there's like this sort of B plot where the evil record producer has a girlfriend and he's trying to make her like a music star. And, and she has songs that sound exactly like that one 800 song where you're like, this is, this is competent, but like, like aggressively not right. Like just unlikable on a way you can't like, you know what I mean, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's very it's sort of, in your face. It's it's a perfect uh, song for the bad guy for the Last Dragon, which it, again, you it, should see.
0: That I that went. had to have been the owners that rushed down to be like, "Yes, we need to capitalize on this right now." And then they were, of course, that's the backstory for why the album did not succeed, is they were destroyed by a young man who believed in himself enough to glow. <laughs> Frida, not having seen the movie, does not understand. So okay. <laughs> uh, See, if, you, if you're good enough at kung fu, you glow.
1: Anyway, well, it was more believing in yourself. But that's true because the bad guy had the the confidence of, yes. of evil that let him glow first. Sure. yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> And now it's just the Last Dragon podcast. No, okay. Yeah, so the studio, the studio, uh, further just believed in this thing so fucking hard. They spent in the. Keep in mind, this is very early '80s money. $50,000 on that video. That's...
2: Whoa!
0: For that video.
2: You can Did see you where the money went.
0: Can you? Because <laughs> I see the masks and I see like $800. I, that had a, at least
1: 40 extras and like, I don't know. There's... I, I don't think it looks cheap, I guess is my point. I, I think it uh, it didn't look like videos of that era where they'd shoot it on like Super Eight. And uh, they just wanted to get something on TV. This this was a production. It was uh, a production. They spent fifty thousand
0: dollars on it, and it's amazing. They it this ruined somebody. Like I don't know <laughs> that what for a fact, it? but I do know it for a fact. What year was it? Uh, Jesus, I don't even have that. It's like nineteen eighty one, eighty two.
2: I mean, we'll we'll get it close enough. I have I have to look at an inflation calculator. So fifty k in eighty two is.
0: But wait, let me find uh, it. Let's get it uh, exactly. 100... Hey, I nailed it. 1982.
2: All right. 50 KN eighty two USD last year in twenty twenty-one is pre-inflation of twenty twenty-two. One hundred and forty-five thousand dollars one hundred and seventy-one.
0: Jesus. That's so much for this video, which is it really is all but functionally single location. They have a car, one house, which is there briefly, and that's clearly just somebody's house, and then a bar. Like I I don't know. I worked at a lot of bars. It costs like $500 to rent a bar off hours. (laughs) So yeah, they paid these extras real well. Or each of those dog masks cost (laughs) (laughs) $25,000. Which I don't know. Like they're kind of animatronic to a little bit. Like they move a little bit. I I don't know. They're terrible, but
1: but they're good. Someone might have run off with 40 or 50 grand, but I I think it looks well-produced.
0: Well, it fucking paid off. Again, as Frito mentioned, uh, they aired on a show called MTV's Basement Tapes, which was kind of a a competition for semi-amateur musicians to send in their their videos that they not necessarily shot themselves, but were not going to make it onto mainstream MTV. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dog Police made the finals just because it was so weird. They lost to a Hanson-like band of children called Track, uh, (laughs) who were like 13 years old, and they... They wrote a song called "Dancin," which was about a sexy woman dancing. Uh, because they were 13 years old, and this was 1982, which is fine for children. It's just fine. And they owned Dog Police, who came in tied for third. Uh, but Weird Al. So maybe if dog.
1: What if the do- oh okay okay I'm sorry to interrupt but I was thinking what if what if there was like a nice twist to Dog Police where there was a point to arresting all the ugly women, and then like like a nice looking woman was there at the end of the video, like they would like, oh, OK, all the ugly ones are locked up. And now we have hot girls in the video. Maybe that would have pushed them over the top.
0: If we're uh, fantasizing, I would prefer it if they arrested all of the dog women and shipped them off to like an Australia like penal colony
1: okay. where they could
0: meet all of the attractive men that also are not in this video.
1: <laughs> yeah, OK. So an island of dog, women, and hot dudes? Yes. That's, that's, that's your fantasy? That's the
0: that's what doggy fashion should be about. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, so I'm in. I'd watch that video.
0: <laughs> that, that's how they could have saved this. As long as there's just a really
1: sad short guy watching it, just watching the boat leave. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I loved her. I sincerely loved her. This is not funny <laughs> to me, and I don't know why we're doing this. It'll ruin me.
2: It doesn't matter. I guess if you try to extrapolate meaning for this video, it's really fucking dark.
0: It's really yeah. dark. It's dark and strange and it, it's I think a lot of it's accidental. Like I think because of the way they layer jokes in the video that change things and where they put things that they don't consider that makes this about dog fucking like
1: they I just... Think that nobody knows who you are is real dark too. Like they're a secret dog police. Right. It's like very ominous. There's no accountability. There's no oversight. It works if for they're Spider-Man. They're the ones who decide who's... Yeah. It works for Spider-Man. He's protecting the ones he loves. But like who are the dog police protecting? Like nobody.
0: Yeah. They're like just... for Spider-Man, it makes it about a secret identity. It, for the dog police, it makes them the KGB. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't think about it. You didn't think about any part of this and how it interacts with anything else, which Plus, I, I mean, people know your... who
1: they are. The maitre d called them on their telephone and said, Hey, there's ugly people here. Get over here. <laughs> and and also they come, come their dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I I feel like I would recognize the dog police if I saw them in
0: everyday life.
1: Probably, it's just but one I, of the weirdest things they could say in a video designed to say only weird things.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of not at all considered decisions. But uh, anyway, they, their song. Al he loved Dog Police, but he needed something else. So he he liked their song One Eight Hundred, which we've listened to uh, to attack us, to attack us right in the face. <laughs> and and he put it on Al TV which he used to have a TV show where he played songs that were exactly like this and only like this and made for basically Weird Al people made a lot of songs just for Weird Al and uh, it worked and he loved them and he had a great time but it kind of made it gave them a little bit of mainstream success you can find some interviews with them where they put on dog masks and you can't hear a fucking thing they're saying I have a clip of of that actually okay <laughs> I can't. <remember.
1: laughs> no one knows who you are. Yeah, I, you know. I.
0: Is this the new sound of Memphis? Without a doubt. And do you think that there's going to be more dog acts coming along? Probably, so. It's been rough. No bones about it. <laughs> Nailed are your it. What musical influences? <laughs> um. Lassie, Tin, the old dog series of the past. Uh, You've made a very effective video. Do you think videos to rock songs are the thing of the future?
1: Videos (laughs) to rock
0: rock, 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 (laughs) songs. Come down, come down (laughs) boy. I don't don't, don't have a dog pun. I'm fucking dying in this mask. I I gotta go. I can't do it.
1: I feel like their level of dog pun is pretty easy to get, right? They're just like, Rough, right? That, that that counts as a dog pun. But then they went off their own rails. Like, hey, what are some of your musical influences? He doesn't like make up dog puns of bands. He's just like Lassie. Our musical influence is a dog that has no music career. It's it's fucking madness.
2: For the nineteenth time, they needed a writer. Can you imagine the power they would have had if they had a comedy joke writer on staff just oh to give God. them lines? Right. Or they were like flashcards. Anything. We love
1: Orco Borco or something. And then they're like, <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> three Dog Night?
1: No. Three well. Dog
0: Night. That's a, you don't even have to do a pun. Yeah. You could just name bands that sound like dog things. Anyway, <laughs> they, well, they were just, they were like three weird owls without a weird owl, you know, without an actual weird owl who could steer the ship and, and, <laughs> do, and do something.
2: They just weren't weird enough.
0: Or, that might be it. Or they were weird enough, but in a way we wouldn't be prepared for for like thirty more years after the, after the internet rose, and when we were like, okay, song about fucking dogs, sure, <laughs> because that, that happened fast. So anyway, one eight hundred, which was again a song that made fun of the idea people would rather order stuff to their home than go sh- go outside and go shop shopping. It's uh it's not a great Silly. song. It's it's got some musical moments that were pretty good, but they more often than not veered into obnoxiously Devo with songs about, about hamburgers, uh, which, you know, can't relate to that. <laughs> can't relate to trying to think, you know, mates and stuff are funny. Uh, they had, a, they did have a song called I'm Butch, uh, which was like probably about as positive as you could be about lesbianism back then, which was not very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, But it wasn't as aggressively negative as everything else. So maybe it was empowering. Okay,
1: and so it's just a song about from a woman's point of view about being butch.
0: Yes, about how she is butch and she wears leather jackets and she uh, she likes women and she plays tennis and she, you know, does everything that that stereotypical lesbians would do. Uh, Uh, Was it
1: written as if like they this was like their type? Or do they only write songs about women who are not their type?
0: No, it was written from the point of view of the woman, like the woman. Sang OK. It. So weird. Yes, it's a very strange choice. But anyway, they, they chased this success with writing that weird Al wave and they never worked. They never hit again, but. They did get. A TV show out of it, NBC <laughs> offered them a cartoon first. And uh, that moved along for a little bit before stalling out. So instead, they offered them live action. Uh, two shows.
2: Two TV up. shows.
1: I would have loved a, a show as a kid. After I watched my pro wrestling, I watched a show about cartoon dogs uh, arresting and, 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 and caging ugly women.
0: Uh, I really <laughs> feel like that could have had a positive influence. And deporting them to an island of sexy Australian-accented men. <laughs> oh, maybe, okay, maybe they have like dog parts from the ankle down. Maybe they got dog feet to make up for the dog faces. That
1: only makes it more erotic
0: for me. There you go. We're we're on. I'm so it.
2: glad I don't have to audition for either of your coming
0: cartoon shows. <laughs> yet, <laughs> you don't we have mean, to we audition. Need you to try to sound a little yet. uglier.
1: Just like, like a real dog. Oh, I'm a dog. Is this a dog voice? Jesus. See, that's That's why you're the best. That's
0: why you're the best. Well, now we got to pay for that because we made you do (laughs) a voice.
2: Money, please. (laughs) Um, Okay, just like two things before we get into it. Obviously, a missed opportunity. It should have been an animated series because you can, the masks and the makeup doesn't even come into it. And you can do so much more unrestricted action wise and, and story wise mm-hmm. and otherwise in animation than you, than you can with live action because of like
0: the yeah, physical why? world
2: constraints. It's just more believable and you can be super goofy, especially if you directed towards kids. I just like, I'm going to get off my high horse about if they'd had a writer. I just want to drop this little nugget of trivia that I recently learned. You recall a uh, world renowned world music, Irish princess living alone, single in her in her castle with her cats. Enya? Yes. Enya. Mm-hmm.
0: Singer, of course.
2: Singer, songwriter. Absolutely. Enya. Ah, but is she a, a songwriter? So I didn't know this until recently because I I was I was just in year three of our Lord pandemic. I was so stressed. I went through a phase where I was just only the only music I could stand to listen to was like Lorena McKenna and Enya, and that's it. I couldn't <laughs> handle anything else. So I, of course I had to do my wiki deep dive. Enya doesn't write her own lyrics. Her manager she she was in the Family uh, Band Clanad, which is like a traditional Celtic whatever. They did the end credit song on Dances with Wolves, or no less the Mohicans. Las Mohegans? Mm. Las higgins Anyway, um, right. she wanted to break off, be a solo artist. Um, she hooked up with a with a, her business and touring manager and the manager's wife. I don't know. I, I wish I could be in, in the room, but the manager's wife was like, let me help you do songwriting. She's an incredible lyricist. I think all of Enya's songs, the lyrics are attributed to this woman who happens to be the manager's wife.
1: Hmm. Enya would straight up not have had I a career. Understand. I was just saying I couldn't understand a word of "Sail Away" except. Yeah, for it doesn't sail away. matter. It doesn't matter. Like what you told the me it was Some like that. I thought that's what she was saying. I didn't she even know that other was English.
2: Songs, Sean. She has I, many albums. Well, as an, an Enya fan, you board. know
1: that. But as a, as just a regular person, uh, I have I had no idea <laughs> because I, they're, I not, know, well, they're not They're not regular an Enya people. Head.
2: I just wanted to point that out. My my point is that someone who who has incredible musicianship sometimes just needs the little extra help mm. of like an elf behind the curtain, doing the actual writing. To my knowledge, Anya hasn't. An, I don't. If she has, it's very few. But the overwhelming majority is the. She comes up with the music and she sings them. Obviously, this other woman is the lyricist, and Anya just wouldn't have become Anya without this woman. So who knows what could have become of who Dog knows? Police? I mourn and for I, the future that could have been.
1: And I, I agree that. that there's. The, the, the term dog police is very evocative. I hear dog police. I'm like, I like the sound of that. Uh, I worry that like they have all these media deals and the only thing they ever came up with was dog police. Like they never came up with like, oh, and and here's like a, a single bit. Here's a single gag that dog police
0: would do that's like coherent and funny. It's just. They it's, needed that genius. As a, as a proud member of the Enyan Nation, uh, I, of course, already <laughs> knew all of that <laughs> okay <laughs> no they needed a muse because they they had every opportunity from this thing that should have given them basically no opportunities they got two tv shows out of yeah. dog police that's amazing like to not capitalize on that is incredible and for reference 1982 was when the song came out uh the pilot live action pilot dog police 1990. Eight years later, people were like, we, yeah. we got to do something with this dog police thing. It's amazing. And so they, they shot a pilot sort of Yeah, it's eight <laughs> minutes long. It's, it's fucking eight minutes long. It's a, of a crazy style of a pilot that I, maybe they did, but I have never seen before where they, the main actor comes up and explains the premise and then oh, shows God, that some, weird. some scenes from it. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. I'm just going like overall framework is, is very strange yeah. to me. And then like begs you to watch it at the end, and it's eight minutes long. I've never seen a pilot like it. It's incredible. Uh, Dog yeah, police it's like they've never made a, they've never seen a pilot. They don't know how
1: to make a TV show,
0: and nobody explained it to them. Nobody said yeah. you just make the first episode. They were like, you just make something that makes us want to watch it, and so they made a little yeah. like eight minute trailer. It, it is,
1: it is something a child might do if you said, hey kid, here, a pilot is the show that you make to to sell your TV show. I, it, this feels like something that child would immediately picture. Yeah,
0: and, uh, maybe I, it used I, to work I, like that. I don't know television in the early 90s. Uh, Dog, I guess it works. It's, internal, it's for internal use. It can work however the fuck they want, I guess. It was not very compelling. It didn't work, though. It didn't <laughs> this, work at all. <laughs> so it did not work. Uh, Dog Police, the 1998-minute pilot, uh, starred Adam Sandler in a very early role. This was just before he got on Saturday Night Live and you know, made it. Uh, like re- re- really, just before it might have been the last job he did before getting that role. So SNL saved him from Dog Police. Uh, Jeremy Piven, of course, is in it. Ned Bellamy, uh, yeah. uh, Jeremy Piven, you guys remember from PCU is my favorite. PCU. Jeremy Piven, I mean, uh, for that's right, Smoking age- Aces. You remember him from Smoking so, Aces? Of course, I do like <laughs> I do like Smoking Aces. <laughs> and uh, Ned Bellamy, who you remember from? Uh... That's he's right. You don't. So you don't remember Ned Bellamy.
2: of his Christ. He's a character actor, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> he's, you, but you like, don't remember that's... him. You see him, and you'll be yeah. like, oh yeah, that guy. And and anyway, I, I that know was his.
1: There. I know his name just because I looked at the IMDb today. But like, um,
0: and those three people, uh, Ned Bellamy, Jeremy Piven, and Adam Sandler, did absolutely every aspect of Dog Police. They they directed it. They ran the cameras. They ran the sound. They were the grips. They they did the. Ca- because as far as you know because there's nothing if you go to look up the full crew on IMDb there are no other credits it's only the people you can prove were in that trailer and nobody <laughs> else wanted to be listed for this credit not one single person uh, it's the I, best IMDb IMDb page I have ever seen it's just so empty.
1: I love the opening of this it's Jeremy Piven and Ned Bellamy and they're their cops and uh, some guy it gets his jewelry store stole, uh, robbed and then the, the crooks run away and Piven and Bellamy are like just bumbling idiots. And it it feels no. like they meant for this to be funny. It's very much like bumbling cop gags. TBD is must what it said on the script page. And they're
0: just like- We hey, got a 7-Eleven in progress. And then Jeremy Piven takes a drink of a big gulp, just yeah. makes faces.
1: He's like, no, no, don't tell him we went to 7-Eleven. And he's like, oh, we got a two eleven. And I'm like, okay, is, is yeah, the it's gag? That's almost something. Did they, was that Freudian? Did they like accidentally confess to going to 7-Eleven on duty? I Like it, the, the jokes are so dumb, but like clearly thought went into them. It, it's just, again, like Frida says, they needed a writer. Someone needed to be in the room to say, guys,
0: no, this uh, that's not how jokes work. That's not how comedy works. Right. We got to give this just one more second of thought. Just one more. Can we just stay here for one second? No, nope, nope. Don't go. Go we'll move on. We got to stay right here. So they they get this they get this call and we cut to the dog police from behind in a car so we can't quite see their faces and one of them says I smell some criminals and the other says use your ESP Yeah I I this whole okay, thing made me what? uncomfortable Like aside
1: from the powers like the way it's shot it's like this backseat POV shot and they haven't revealed that they're dogs yet Obviously they're dogs cuz it's called dog police but you can like see their dog hands and floppy ears, but they're still kind of playing coy with it. But to me, it didn't look like anything other than an, FM, uh, an FMV game where you're about to watch McGruff fuck his wife. It just <laughs> has, a, has a, uh. porny, a porny element to it that, I, that made me really
0: uncomfortable. I just want, I uh. want to dissect that scene. I smell some criminals. Use yes. your ESP. You if had I the don't... first line set up your dog superpower right there. I smell some yeah. criminals. So if you were playing this, like you said, if you, they were playing this coy, like we're going to reveal that these are dogs. I smell some criminals. And then he starts tracking them by smell and you swing around and reveal that they're dogs. It's it's easy. It's right there. But then to take that wild thing and be like, you have ESP. Yeah. What, I feel why? like
1: that was a last minute rewrite because someone was like, hey, no, you can't track by scent unless you have the scent so they'd have to like have no, no. an article of clothing from the criminals and they're like oh i got it i'll just add some esp to the dogs
0: no no because uh please click the song that uh, opens the tv show we'll we'll just listen to that for a minute okay um you wouldn't want us to play rough with you
1: So bad. They came from outer space and they're out of sight. If you've ever seen them, you know they're mighty.
0: Okay, that's so enough.
1: It's enough. And in a rare trench though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a
2: lot of people when I did when I did my 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 Googles on this, a lot of people <laughs> were like, they casually mentioned they came from outer space. But they do yeah. nothing. They don't follow nothing. it up. They don't reference it. It never comes up again. It's like a, it's like another crazy I wipe my nose throwaway line like from the song where it just like and maybe and maybe it's because you two are writer's brain and my job is to read writer brain dumps on the daily. <laughs> but like <laughs> we but love like, it when like, you were,
0: when you call them that. We love it.
2: <laughs> there are they're writer's dumps, but like look like in in any household, like in my household, we're like, I am an actor and my husband is a sound designer for games. And Anyway, when you have like a production household, we any, we can't help but like microanalyze it. It's not on purpose, but whenever, like my husband and I are just, even if we're like trying to unwind and watching TV or movie, we're like, it's Chekhov's X. Whatever mm-hmm. thing, whatever nugget you drop, you have to reference it later. Right. Or it was asinine waste of everyone's time. Like, yeah. like, bizarro stuff isn't funny.
0: Especially it's if it's funny. the first lyric in the first verse of your theme song. They came right. from outer space. So right away, I'm thinking, this is important as a child. I need to remember they're from outer space. Exactly. And like, they do have ESP. I like I guess so, that explains the ESP. But then that's it. The, sure. the rest is dog powers.
1: There are a couple of other things that seem supernatural in here. But if they are from outer space, that means they landed here and we were hired by the Van Nuys Police Department. And I guess they called themselves dog police before that. So it was just a lucky coincidence they came from a planet where they have our bodies and our dogs' heads, and they love enforcing laws local to Earth, California, and were named dog police. It's just like a, 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 a lot of nice coincidences, I think. I love that. Yeah, it, that's
2: all fine. That's all fine. If you bother with world building, right? Like if you, if you build the the rules of your world and then work within it, like, okay, so they come from outer sure. space when we come from planet dog. Okay. Just like wor- yeah. work with the information that I'm you're giving, board. but it's like, no one was steering the ship creatively, which is why it's such a, disapp- it's, Oh, maybe they I should could, have they a could not
0: get a captain. <laughs> I mean, it's think bit, about like, how long this has been going on. This is eight years later. Nobody wants to captain this ship. Like, somebody had the chance to do this. Nobody's credited as directing dog police. Wisely. Yeah, somebody did not want to be involved with this and took the paycheck. They did a
1: thing I really like uh, in properties like this when it's so crazy. Like, someone comes in and sort of explains stuff. So, Bowser is the main dog, and he comes on, and he's like, Hi, I'm a dog from space. Uh, I can run 50 miles an hour. I have super hearing. And, uh, and retained, I, just, I can retain a scent for up to a week. Yeah, like these are really important details for me. Uh, and then, then he starts giving exposition. Like he shares a kid with his ex-wife who's his current police partner.
0: Yep, the other and dog. Then- <laughs> Mia yes. Mia Perro, and his best friend Ollie are the other dogs. Uh, I love that they yeah. came from another planet and then got divorced here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So like they didn't have the concept of divorce and came landed on this planet and Bowser's like... Oh shit! You guys can just oh we're getting a divorce. We're getting we're staying here. We're getting a divorce. And uh, it's like he saw all these hot ladies. He's like, these ladies here have human faces on our I'm, planet. They only have human bodies. I'm kicking you directly off of this podcast if you did not write down what their child is called. Oh fuck! I didn't write it down. Get the fuck out of my podcast! Get the <laughs> fuck out of my podcast! His kid's name is Spooker Luker Lee. Oh Jesus! Why would I have written that down? That's that's
1: just such a, a tumbling bunch of syllables from an idiot's because mind. It's
0: a, because you're you, and that's a bunch of tumbling <laughs> no, idiot true. syllables. It's, like what? Why wouldn't you write? You, you wrote four thousand words about most that this of my week. My
1: enthusiasm. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, about fucking Barbie madlibs. What are you talking about? This is your yeah. Thing. That's
1: true. I, this week I I wrote about Barbie madlibs, uh, and uh, I don't know why. Uh, my wife said, hey, look at this Barbie Mad Libs book that they're selling at Urban Outfitters. And I said, what a terrible idea. And I'm like, wait a second. I bet that book is not very well guarded against like standard Mad Libs procedure. Like, you know, when you take a Mad Libs and you try to make it really lewd, I was like, it feels like Mattel wouldn't want their property associated with that. And then they, they gave it to the worst Mad Libs writer that could possibly be. And so, anyway, the, the whole thing turned into this dissection of Mad Libs. And so, Brockway's right. There's something wrong with me. And I should have probably written down that name Spooker Luker Lee. Spooker uh, Luker Lee. Who is an
0: absolute monstrosity that this is the first time we pan down on them outside of like their trench coats because he's just a little boy in shorts. And he is uh, just plain human from the waist down. He just has a little boy's legs, like no fur or paws or tail or anything. Just, Just like dog from waist up, human from waist down which I guess is they're like mermaids. It's like mermaid rules for the yeah. dog. police. Like I guess a dog mermaid. Yeah. Uh, he uh, wraps that voiceover up with, uh, with a plea. Here are scenes from our new TV show. Please, like, yes. please watch it. So it's a
1: show produced by the dog police in conjunction with the LAPD in the fictional universe where dog police uh, well, exist.
0: So nice it's a show people. produced by dog police cops. They don't have
1: LAPD um, money. This is Van Nuys. Van Nuys was part of the LAPD. And
2: they, they mentioned they it so PD? many times right. to the point where, like, they really want you to know they were driving around Van Nuys specifically. Yeah, yeah why was it? The funniest place for dog police.
0: I was looking for, like, a pun, and I was looking for, like, Burbark or Holly wolf
2: Oh, God. Oh. Or fucking. Holly wolf. There's just so
0: no effort. The bar is so low. It's It's right there.
2: Dog puns. Dog puns are like the lowest besides like innuendo stuff. It's like the lowest hanging fruit.
0: It's so easy in all scenarios. We've made a million so far on all of them. Every single one is better than anything that appears in dog.
2: And you're doing it for free.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but we're doing it for love and love's not free. Uh, they also mentioned that their partner, Ollie
1: has kids too, but they give no further details. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they, he has like kids from a previous marriage. I guess she's on the their dog planet. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
0: <laughs> but we, we have so all that much
1: backstory. That's
0: pointless. Valuable information. They relay to us at this point in time. So they deliver this voiceover and like, you think I need to know this, right? Because they spent, this is eight minutes long and they spent like two minutes doing this. And so right. now they cut to, here are scenes from our TV show, and none of that <laughs> comes up ever again. None of that is relevant uh, to, the, to these six, to these five minutes that are left. Uh, so Adam Sandler comes on screen. He's doing an Adam Sandler caliber accent. He's the, uh, he's the CI or snitch or a, a dog narc, as we ow, call him. He's a human. He's a human. I'm doing he's Adam Sandler as a dog, but he's a human in this. But he is a human. These are the only dogs. The dog police and their abomination son uh, are the this only is... ones. Man, I love I love that they were divorced. Like, just thinking yes. about that. So he has to be partners with his his ex-wife. Like, that's a show. Why are you adding yeah. Yeah. more things to this show? <laughs> in, in the 80s? That was like eight seasons.
1: Right there. Yeah. I feel like in the 80s, though, everyone hated their wives already, so that like I don't think that changes the dynamic if like they're uh, currently married or ex exes. Like that, they're gonna clash anyway.
0: We all we already hate women
1: here in the eighties. It doesn't yes, matter. Also, also, this is a premise by someone who's like, "What if? What if we arrested ugly women and they <laughs> made a spinoff TV show?" And this
0: it. is the spinoff TV show of "What if we arrested <laughs> ugly women?" Remember where we came from.
1: It's so important. This Adam Sandler part really troubles me, though, because pre SNL, Adam Sandler like was a really bad actor. Like, you could really tell he was performing. Uh, he also had like a sort of a silliness and like an aw shucks, I I'm too embarrassed to even try to act" type of thing. So it it makes me like uh, uncomfortable watching him perform. But also, he's getting stiffed for an invoice. He's like, "Hey, you owe me on 27 dollars for the thing I did." And the dog cop's like, "How about I don't fucking put you in jail?" You little fucker. And so it's like, I'm just, that's not, I'm uncomfortable there too, because like when you tell someone you work for me, I'll put you in jail. uh, I don't know if there's a word for it, but it seems like these dogs came from the stars to enslave man uh, because they literally did in those exact words. Like these are star conquering
0: dogs and it's just (laughs) happening like here with Adam Sandler first. Again, nobody thought about the implications of any one scene as compared to all of the things that came before it. We can we can track that back to the original song that accidentally wound up being about dog fucking, and they're just carrying that energy to the show. I would argue it's true to the source material.
1: I suppose you're right. Uh,
0: then I have here in my notes
1: that Jeremy Piven comes in, and they do a really long puppy love gag where he's like, oh, hey, these two idiot dogs from space got divorced. Their love must have been puppy love. And it takes like 20 minutes to set up this punchline. That
0: Vital in this eight minutes. We had so little time.
1: Oh, just like probably the weakest dog pun of all of the things. And it just gave the idea that like, oh, is this is this how the show's
0: going to be? Everyone's going to like harass the dog police for... Make dog puns at them? Yes. And she, yeah. th- they make this to the, the female dog police. Uh, what is her name? Mia. And of course she snaps back with her own little pun. But here's the important thing. Her voice is so sultry. She is like dialing sexy up to 11. And then she sits back down and we carefully reveal that she has sexy human legs and pantyhose and high heels. (sighs) Again.
1: Uh, Again, of all the things to take from the video, the the fuckable dog lady. (laughs) The fuckable
0: dog lady from the waist down, the reverse dog mermaid.
1: I would have gone with sad little person. They went with fuckable dog lady. Everybody has their
0: fetishes. So uh, it is all they have are dog puns. I mean, just, we could use a good collar. You could use a flea collar. Just shish, it's just dog puns is all we have. Uh, relentless. The, the chief gives them some paperwork to do and they protest and in all fairness, uh, they are the only super powered alien star conquering mermaid dogs on the force. So maybe they should be <laughs> used a little bit better. And then uh, it's,
1: here's where the dog police made a show about them doing paperwork. Remember in the fiction of this show we're watching, this was made by actual dog police, like on-the-job
0: officers. And then they, they get a call. There's a hostage situation at City Hall. And so right here, you're like, okay. He sends the dog police out to, to deal with this hostage situation. And you're like, all right, this is the pilot. You have the pilot. We have to deal with this hostage situation at City Hall. Uh, no. <laughs> they just say No. I mean, they go, but the pilot says no, and what they do instead is they catch Shifty, Adam Sandler, stealing the wheels of their car, and so they have a no-joke, minute-and-a-half long sequence in this eight-minute pilot of carefully putting the wheels back on a car, and like, if there are jokes, I didn't recognize them as jokes, and they jump back in into the car to drive off to, to this hostage situation at City Hall, and that's it. That's the end of the pilot. They thought we're, we should do some paperwork and then put some tires back on a car, and that's going to sell the idea of our show, <laughs> The Dog Police.
2: So I, I had to look this up for my own sanity. So reminder, of this pilot, uh, I think we were saying it's at least IMDb says it was made in 1990. So I just looked it up for my own validation. ALF. Both the live action and the cartoon ran from 86 to 90. Oh, yeah. So dated. the whole a snarky dog from outer space inter- <laughs> interacts with humans premise and all these, you know, wacky rules of its alien species and planet that had already worked. Like, yeah. As Not a only worked, concept, but run its, Alpha course. is very beloved. Very, very beloved. <laughs> and that, and like Melmac and all that shit made sense to me as a kid.
0: I mean, that's yeah, got to be true. where the yeah, outer space stuff came from, right? Like, now that you bring it up. They they were like this needs ten percent more Alf. Maybe yeah, just they're... make them from outer space. I think it's just how they yada yada. They're
1: like, how do how do we explain why these are dogs? They're like, oh, dude, just fucking Alf it. Just yeah, self just elf that, that, yeah. elf. Elf that shit. Just uh,
0: anyway, right Alf that shit. Alf that shit. Anyway, go to our store for our I new didn't... shirt that says just Alf that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could
1: get away with that. I I wish we uh I, I we skipped ahead. There was a gag I wanted to talk about where there was like a hot lady cop. And she was on for maybe two frames, just like there she was. And everyone woofed at her, I think because she was hot. And then it just cut away to something else. Like they did a whole like series of dog things. And one of them is like,
0: oh, it's way darker than that. He was giving out assignments. The chief was giving mm -hmm. out assignments. And he said, like, we need something for the mayor's party. Oh, somebody's got to cover the mayor's party and he's made a request and then they cut over it to the hot lady and then all the cops like laugh at her and whoop because he's going to sexually harass and or assault this woman. Right.
1: That's
2: a nice little Weinstein drop. Yeah,
0: just, yeah, just a little <laughs> just a quick little quick little stab in the ribs and then run away. They also do a thing I really
1: love uh, on shows where they, they don't understand how video game systems work because one of the dogs is playing Game Boy and he's just like hammering the buttons. Uh, randomly and screaming, I have gotten to level 5 <laughs> and I'm just like it's, it's such like a video game commercials like you know the video game college commercials where you're just like what the fuck is that? That's not how video games work. But then and later it gets worse when Adam Sandler steals the Game Boy and actually hits the D-pad with his right thumb in in a way like a chimpanzee would play a Game Boy, <laughs> and and they had like had a, a special insert shot just of that. It's like someone said, hey, we need a like insert shot of a. Game Boy playing, and Adam Sandler's like, okay, totally. I'll show you how to play Game Boy. Uh, I don't know. Stuff like that is, it's.
0: I don't. And I feel like you handed
1: Game Boy to your grandmother. She's like, sure, I I intuit how this works.
0: That's also but a button. Like, that's the funny joke that, that ends. They drive away. Adam Sandler yes. reveals he has the Game Boy. That's our button. And the last part of the show is this weird pilot thing they're doing where he pulls up to the camera in the car and leans out and is like, ah, we made a video and. And uh, I hope you come watch. Actually, I think you put that on the.
1: I did. I put that on there. Uh, why
0: I put this on there?
1: It's obviously terrible, and we'll we'll hate it. But I think it's Rob Schneider. Like, it seems impossible Adam Sandler ever made a project without Rob Schneider. And I think that started even here in 1990. Oh, it could it could such Schneider so delivery. Yeah, that's a wrap. Oh, shit. They say every dog has its day. Ours is Saturday. Come join us for action and adventure as we sniff out crime and maybe a maybe laugh, a laugh or, two. or two. And remember, with us around, criminals might as well roll over and play dead.
0: Uh, that's Rob Schneider. Oof.
1: Yeah. Uh, they say nobody fucking... knows who you are, but fuck you, you're Rob
0: Schneider. Yep. Wait, wait, no. Rob Schneider would not turn down a credit. I not feel even like for it's this. It's, that's totally his voice, but... But yeah, it can't be the... because that would imply that at some point in life, he had pride. And I don't, I think we can prove that's not true.
1: That's true. I did find that poll quote in our work Slack
0: the other day where he's like, I don't have an ego. I'll do whatever. <laughs> yeah. He, he would love, he wants that credit. So it, it I, ends with them pathetically just... begging you to come watch. And of course it was not picked up. And uh, that's the saga of dog police, which is just eight levels deeper than it ever should have been. It's amazing. <laughs> this much mileage came out of what if there were police to keep you from banging ugly chicks? We're going to just play that song by ourselves in our practice space. And the world is going to fucking kick down our door and drag us out (laughs) and make us record an album and throw, just choke us with TV shows and and it's never going to work. It's never going to take off. And you're going to have no agency in this. I actually, I have a quote. He says, uh, When we made this video, people said "You'll have to live with this for the rest of your life And they were right. <laughs> that is that is from the lead singer, drummer Tom Leonardo, a professional dogfucker.
1: Einstein Frankfurt.
0: August was Dolomite month on the hot dog discord, so we thought it'd be fun to let Dolomite write one of these. Mules have kicked 'em, didn't bruise their hide. Rattlesnakes bit 'em, they just crawled off and died. The handcuffed lightning split the raging sea. These here are the motherfucking hot dog supremes. Three-finger Louie. Aaron Closton is a bad motor scooter. Adrian H. Aiden Moat. Alpha Scientist Java, you rat soup eating motherfucker. On Andy, Andreas Larson, Armando Nava, Benjamin Sironen, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock thinks you need to move over and let him pass before they be pulling these hush puppies out your ass. Brian Saylor. If Brian Whitney ever sees a ghost, she'll cut the motherfucker. Brockway loves the meat millie. aw oh, hell yeah, he does. Cyril. Rev. Chance McDermott don't wear no fucking cotton drawers. Chris hour. Curious Glare Dan B is so bad he kicks his own ass twice a day Dean Costello Dr. Awkward Eric Spaulding knows why I'm not doing the voice Fancy Shark jell Greg Cunningham is his name and fucking up motherfuckers is his game Ambo Haraka Hot Fart Al Aiden is a low down- oh I can't say this one Jacob Thornburg is a snake-eating yellow. No, I can't do that one either. James Boyd saw a white woman. Nope. Uh, Jeff Rasky is so black. No. Uh, Jeremy Neal once dated a pastor's daughter, and he's... Oh, God. Uh, my man John Dean's wife is so... Not doing that one. John Hector McFarlane met this deaf girl one time, and holy shit, Dolomite. No. John McCammon thinks you're such a mama's boy, you'd... No, skipping that one. If John Minkoff was in Mississippi, no. Josh Fabian is a motherfucking... No, can't see any of those words. Here, Josh S. hopes you ain't as cold as the Windy City because the way he feels now, baby, he sure could warm you up. Oh, that's a nice one. Thanks for getting inside of that, Josh. Ken Paisley. KM. and m M. Chappelle just wants to see a honky dance. Matt Riley. Max Broy will get behind you. In front of you, too. Michael Lair, Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Styles. Mojo once walked from New York City to the deep, deep south just to slap a son of a bitch straight in the mouth. ND, Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer. Nick Ralston wants you to listen and listen well. He's that bad motherfucker, drove the devil out of hell. Nick H., Ozzie Olin, Patrick Herbst, Rain Vargas. Riannon's been known to rise up, but we'll cool down later. Sarkovsky, spotty reception. Ted H. Timmy Lady is a no business, born insecure, jock jawed motherfucker. Toasty God. Tom Sakula thinks you bad and you ain't got no class. He's gonna rock this shotgun up your motherfucking ass. Tommy G. Waylon Russell. Yasserian wants you out of here in 24 hours, and baby, 23 of them are already gone. And Donald Finney don't want no dilapidated, seep-savid, pigeon-toted, cross-eyed, bow-legged son-of-a-guns a-messin' with him.